Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 56 of Ready Player 2. It's been it's been ages. It's been quite a long time because we had another one of our famous um, Lost podcasts. But to make up for it, this week we're going to have an intimate, an intimate cast just for your ears. Uh, and it's it's because it's just me and Lewis. Ugh, I feel like I've grown up already. <laughs> I haven't even said anything bad yet. Intimate. Right, you know. I've got I've got a candle on my desk. I assume you've got <laughs> some Vaseline. We should be good to go. I'm sat in my pants. Excellent. Didn't need to know that. How you doing, dude? Yes, very well. I'm doing pretty well. We haven't got an L or a Dave this week because they are both indisposed or they don't like us. We're not really sure which, but we've got us. To be fair, Dave is legitimately indisposed. Yeah, yeah, he's le- he legitimately got a super secret job and then moved over to a super secret London and now he's doing super secret stuff. Actually, I don't think it's very secret anymore, is it? No, he's working for GameSpot. Fancy pants. We're definitely a stepping stone to bigger and better things. Yeah, exactly. For everyone else. Yeah, because all, all the us. other hosts, all the other hosts that we've dropped have been so well from the dust. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm only joking, of course they have. So, just us. We've got stuff to talk about, because otherwise we wouldn't bother doing a bloody podcast in the first place. I haven't got massive amounts to talk about, but Lewis has. So that's exciting. Lewis, what have you been playing this week? Pretty much all the fucking Borderlands. All the Borderlands ever? Well, not all the Borderlands ever. I have now played all the Borderlands ever, but I started off with Tales from the Borderlands, uh, episode 3, which is excellent, brilliant storytelling, brilliant characters, feels quite in-depth for a Telltale game, and lots of action in it. My main bugbear with it is that it's just so horribly laggy. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's horrible. And what are you playing on PC? Uh, No, the Xbox 360. Really? And it's laggy on the 360? Yeah, which is part of the reason why I think it's laggy because it's on the 360. Well, that's not an argument, though, is it? I mean, the graphics aren't exactly cutting edge, are they? No, but a lot of the games that have come out on the PC, the, especially the later games um, by Telltale, ha- haven't really had that many kind of lag issues, whereas some of the console versions, by all accounts, have so I don't know how true that is because this is the first full one that I played on the this, console. This is so. a total reverse situation now. So hang on a minute. Games are being made for the PC that work perfectly on the PC, but they're laggy on consoles. Yeah. It's like bizarro world. I know. Tell me about it. So genuinely, other than the lag, it's actually really bloody good. It's so bloody good that it's got me into wanting to play other games in the series. So, Which is convenient because just the other week there was a Humbly Bundly. There was a Humbly Bundly, which is now no longer a Humbly Bundly. No, it's an ex-Humbly Bundly. Yeah, it stopped today. But 
as a result, obviously you and I played sort of Borderlands 1. I played quite a lot of Borderlands 1, actually. I played with you, I played with other people. Yep, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. So... It's great going back to the Borderlands series because you forget just how amazing it is and the, the, because of the graphics style on it, it doesn't age badly at all. No, not at all. It's just good to be able to go back and play it co-op as well. And yeah. Again, that's my only real problem with the Borderlands series is they feel like they're missing something if you're playing them solo or if you're playing yeah, them people. single player. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole thing with Borderlands. I'm okay with that. There are some games that are like that, like Dead Island. I wouldn't dream of playing Dead Island on my own. I know people that have, but... They're a co-op experience. Mm. But then I do, I do try to play co-op in as many games as I can anyway, because I, I do get kind of bored playing on my own anyway. Yeah. But yeah, Borderlands is definitely a co-op game. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a funny game anyway. The dialogue and the characters and all the rest of it are funny anyway. But it's just more funny when you've got a load of people on the same in the same game all doing ridiculously crazy things, and, and then there's a humour in the game too. It mixes really nicely. Yeah. So off the back of that, I then went out and bought Borderlands the pre-sequel. Did which... you get that from the Humbly store? No, I bought that on the um, 360. Ah, right, okay. So, which is, I think I picked it up for 12, 12 quid pre-owned. Oh, that's a bargain. Yeah, considering it's still 25, 30 pounds on the Humble store or on the Steam store, so... If you got the Humbly Bundly, the Borderlands yeah. Bundly, um, you got 75% off the pre-sequel? Yeah, but that's that meant spending like 15 quid. Yeah. And also, you'd have to play it on your laptop, which, as we all know, has got a small nuclear reactor in it. Yeah, so um, I didn't particularly want that to go into meltdown. No. Yeah, so I'm thoroughly enjoying that. It's Borderlands with some characters that you may or may not recognise from various games. So, like, without giving too much away, Brick's in it. Oh, Brick's, Brick's the best character. Brick and Mordecai. Oh, Mordecai's not. Athena, who appears in Tales from the Borderlands. Right. You've got Jack. Wilhelm, Wilhelm, uh, and Claptrap, obviously. Is this the awkward mid-sequel? Is this the kind of Assassin's Creed revelations of the series, or is it an actual proper sequel? It's not a sequel to 3, though. It's... Uh, I don't know what it's a sequel to, because Jack is Handsome Jack in... Is he Handsome Jack in the first well, game? Well, it's a pre-sequel. No, I don't think... Is that, I don't think Handsome Jack's in the first game. I think he's in the second game. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. So, so it's, not I think a, it's, it's not a third game, is it? No. obviously it's called the pre-sequel. Yeah, I think it slots in between one and two. Okay. All right, I think I that's what makes one and two kind of tie together. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Which works quite nicely. But does it feel like a full-fledged game, or does it just feel like... Uh, no, oh. no. It, it feels like a full-fledged game. Oh, okay. In some respects, it does kind of feel a little bit cut down maybe to the so like some of the um customization on your characters i know there there aren't that many anyway but some of the initial customization to your characters aren't that great but it still feels like a full game are you playing this one single player or are you playing it with yeah people? no i'm playing it single player okay but it's still enjoyable single player oh yeah yeah it's still still pretty enjoyable single player See, I'm, my plan is to play through Borderlands 1 in the DLC, then play through Borderlands 2 in the DLC, and if I'm not bored by then, get the pre-sequel and play that through as well. I think it's well worth it, because it's, without again, without giving away too much, it's set in space, so you've got anti-gravity to or low gravity to contend with. <laughs> yeah, anti-gravity. Yeah. Just lack of gravity. Lack of gravity to contend with. Then you've got to manage oxygen, uh, oh, I already because when you, start off, <laughs> when you start off at the beginning... You have to make it from one side of a map, part of the map, to another part of the map, without a oxygen mask. Okay. On the moon. 
Okay, that doesn't seem like it'll work. No. It seems like you receive a small dose of dead. Yeah, but I don't want to spoil it too much because it's still relatively new, so... Does your head expand like Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie you did? No, but it does... Oh, po- uh, the screen does pulsate, Ooh. so... Which is like the your only eyeballs thing- are popping out. Yeah, pretty much. Mm, and they lovely. do say, uh, be careful because your eyeballs will pop out. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> that gives the first person effect a little bit weird. Um... If people haven't played Borderlands yet, because I didn't play Borderlands for a long time after it came out. and No, I was the same. The art style's weird, and it kind of puts you off when you first look at it, and you're not really sure what the, what the game is. It's a, it's an FPS. At, at its core, it's an mm. old, very kind of serious Sammy, doomy, not particularly... Yeah, it's a twitchy first-person yeah, shooter. It's a, it's just a kind of loads of stuff comes at you first-person shooter, but then it's more than that, because you level up, and you get skill points, and you get guns, and you can kind of modify and change weapons, and there's a lot there's a lot more depth to it than there appears to be on the surface. The art style puts people off, but I've got to say, going back to the first game, it's one of my favourite art styles in yeah. a game. I absolutely love it, and because it, because it doesn't age at all. No, I love the cell-shading art style. Going from Borderlands onto games like The Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead, for instance, it's just brilliant. Absolutely yeah. love well, that. Well, it fits with style. Telltale's style as well, doesn't it? Yeah, that's pretty much all I played. I played Borderlands. <laughs> oh, I think I played a, I played a bit of FTL because I got a bit bored and need something lighthearted, uh, and played quite a lot of Robocraft. But I always play Robocraft. So there you go. You got bored and wanted to play something a bit lighthearted, so you played FTL, one of the most stressful games I've ever played. <laughs> I don't find it stressful. I find it quite nice. I like the music. The music's really pleasant, and right, and the space, and there's a spaceship, and yeah, so I like it. Quite cathartic. Do you not think so? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, no. I can't. I can't win. I can't complete it. Oh no! See, that's. I think that's part of the reason why I find it so stressful. Oh, see, I'm fine. Half the half the point is the the difficulty and, and getting stressed out and getting blown up and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, oh, it's okay as long as you can get around that. I don't. I also mind. don't like seeing people die because I name all my characters. <laughs> so like the first time I played it, I named them after you, Ross, L, and I think Zero. And then just all, ran us all into an airlock. Yeah, and then they all died. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Was like, guys. <laughs> You'd be dead. Yeah. All right. So, what? Anything else you played this week? Yeah. So, until I saw the trailer for Doom Four, I've never been that bothered about Doom. That makes sense. Did you play Doom back when Doom was Doom? No. Well, I may have played it when I was a kid, but not, like not enough to appreciate it really. Well, hopefully your parents didn't let you play it very much at all when you were a kid. But then saying that, when Doom came out, I don't think adults really understood what to do about computer games because I played Doom when I was really young. I think I was probably in my maybe my early teens oh I think I was about seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah I must have been in my early teens when I played that and Duke Nukem well by the time you were in your early teens Doom was old yeah Doom was it old was, by then I think it was some dodgy pirated copy that someone had put on this Frankenstein PC that my dad bought for 50 quid off his mate right okay uh, so I could do schoolwork. so I um I was never really into it. Uh, I watched the trailer and uh, for Doom 4 and I thought, oh, this looks quite good. So I went out and bought the Doom 3 BFG edition, okay, edition yeah. rather, which has got Doom 3 and the original two Dooms. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't do this. Really? Yeah, I don't think I'd do this. I, do, Doom 3 was okay. You know, it was all right. Yeah. But I, I am not one of these people that can go back and play the really, really retro games. I think I could probably just about get away with playing Duke Nukem 3D for different reasons. Just because it's yeah. a funny game and it's like fast paced and stuff. But Doom was one of those weird games where I think one of the re- only reasons it became as big as it did was because it, it 
kind of pushed the envelope a little bit, but not loads, because Wolfenstein had already been out. Yeah. But then again, it wasn't even all that gory, because you're killing monsters, and when you're killing monsters, it's all right. Yeah. But, and we, again, with Wolfenstein, you were killing people, but they were Nazis, so that was all right, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, same thing, really. I don't know, Doom, Doom was one of those things that just picked up massively. I must admit, I was, while I liked Doom, because I think I was quite young and I was playing it, um, when Quake came out, oh god, I was all over that shit. Yeah, see, I, again, Quake was never a game that I particularly got into as a kid, so. Ah, oh, I used to absolutely love Quake. So you've, you went back and played the original Doom, so Doom well, 1. I started with, now, because I hate the noise of the Xbox, so I, inst- I install most of my games if I know that I'm going to be playing them for a little while. Okay. So I went to play Doom 3, played that fine. Doom 3, by the way, is quite far removed from what Doom was. Yeah. It's it's slow, monotonous, yeah. and frankly, quite tedious. Yeah, because it turned itself into a, it tried to turn itself into a horror. Yeah. It tried to go for the Dead Space vibe, which it just didn't pull off, I don't no. think. Um, and it, it just, I couldn't, I played it for about 20 minutes, and I just couldn't. That's my kind of cut-off point. If I'm not into it after 20 minutes, that's it, off. Well, you're lucky you get that far, man. Normally after five, I'm done, and I just pay her and go home. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I so I thought, well, that's off. So I'll give Doom the original a go. So bearing in mind, I've still got it installed. Went to launch it, and uh, it was like, uh, yeah, you can't play this if you've got the game installed. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> so hang on a minute. It allows you to install it. Yeah. Bearing in mind that this is a game that came on three and a half inch floppy disk, you can yeah you can play Doom three uh, with the game installed. Okay. But you can't play Doom one or Doom two. Well, woe woe betide you for pirating a game that's been out for what must be twenty five years now. Well, no, because you still need the disk in the game to launch it. Uh, sorry, the disk in the console to launch the game. Oh, okay, is that how it works? And All then right. it runs off the console, and I was just like, what, what, what the, f- what the f is all this about? <laughs> Okay, so you had to put the DVD in your modern-ish, last-generation console mm-hmm. in order to play a game that traditionally came on three-and-a-half-inch floppy, and yeah. I'm pretty sure didn't need the floppy in to play it. No. Cool. That's gaming advancement that's, for you, kids. That's pretty much the gist of it. Did so. you finally get to play it in the end? Uh, yes, I did, and actually I thoroughly enjoyed it. I played it for about 90 minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just blitzing through it. Now, I'm pretty sure I've said before that I... I can't stand retro games. Yeah. I can't stand pixelated games. I just... I can't be arsed with it. Yeah. Whereas this was quick enough, the levels were short enough... Yeah, yeah. ...for me to just blitz through seven or eight levels. Yeah, well, that was that was great. That, that was the thing about games in that, you know, in those times, because you had a certain number of lives. Yeah. And if you died, you know, enough times and you didn't have a continue or, or extra credit or whatever, that was it. That, that was game over. So you yeah. had to start all the way over again. So if the levels were... You know, if you had a 10-hour game, there was no way you would be able to get all the way back. And I think at the end of the levels in either Doom 1 or Doom 2, doesn't it give you, like, a code that you can then put in to get back to that level again? I hope not, because I switched it off. <laughs> I th- I vaguely remember either Doom 1 or Doom 2, I'm pretty sure one of them did it, where you got if you got to an end of a level, it gave mm. you, like, a code, and you could write it down, and then when you came back to play the game later, you put that code in, and it takes you back to the level that you got to. Oh, right, maybe. There was an option to put in codes, so I'll probably be playing those eight or nine levels again, or however many it was uh, I did. It's, I find it really amusing that you played Doom 3, and it was just like, yeah, it's all right. And then you played Doom 1. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, this is really good fun. And I'm going to go back and play Doom 2 as well. 
probably once I finish Doom, Doom 1. Doom 2 was better than Doom 1, in my opinion. That might be that might be controversial, but yeah, yeah. I, I thought that it was. I just, I don't know what it is. I quite like the, kind of, it's not linear, but it, yeah, is, it is at the same it's time. It's just kind of, it was, like you say, it was so fast paced, and the monsters just came at you, and they were relentless, and they were dumb. There was yeah. none of this that you could rely. There was there's a there's a kind of trusty reliance in games like that, where you know how monsters are going to behave. They're just going to run at you, or they're going to stand yeah. there and shoot at you. There's none of this kind of messing around with them taking cover, or you having to take cover, or anything like that. It's just a kind of I don't know, uh, not wholesome, but it's just like a, an honest game. You just get yeah. in, you play it, you have fun, you move on to the next level. Ah, I like those games. It's good. Yeah, and that's what struck me the most was that I enjoyed it, even though it was a retro, vintage, whatever you want to call it. It was a pixel, pixelated yeah, yeah. game. Um, yeah, and I just thoroughly enjoyed so it. So what it we're was... taking, what we're taking from that is for for Doom Four, that they need to pretty much disregard what they did in Doom Three. Yeah, and make Doom One again, but with better graphics. But we, oh, clearly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would hope. And that's you know. that's they. It needs to be fast-paced. It needs to be short levels. Maybe not quite as short as Doom 1, no, but no. shorter levels. But lots of them, so you can just hammer through them. Because What I quite ca- like... Sorry, carry on. Go on. No, go on. Oh, I was going to say, what I quite like is almost like um, safe rooms, like you get in Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Where, so you have a, a lovely fast-paced section where you're just kind of blasting around all over the place. Destruct- destructible scenery. I'm thinking Bulletstorm. That kind of speed. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. just leg it through it. Maybe a little bit of kind of slow mo if you knock people into the air, and just kind of give you this really like fast paced but cool experience where you're just blasting the crap out of monsters. Yeah. And then you get to like a safe room or something, and you smack the the airlock, and the airlock closes, and you can hear monsters like banging on the airlock. And then maybe you get a little time to breathe, restock your ammo, and then there might be some story mode items in that room that you can pick up and it'll give you like some video logs of people telling you why mm. the base has been overrun or something like that so yep. while you're in that breathing space you can get a little bit of story but you don't need to worry about the story when you're just legging it around like a lunatic I think the key thing for me is having these short bursts of levels but there's lots of the levels so you kind of get the Netflix syndrome so you go <laughs> just ah, another right. just, yeah just yeah, one more just, just one more J- just one more yeah yeah uh, 10 hours later. This is why Mario and Sonic games and everything were just were really popular and this is exactly what Doom did because it was the same time. Because that's exactly what games did. They kept children, they kept your entertainment by having these kind of short scenarios and if it was a zone that you didn't like, so if you were in like I don't know, whatever, the casino zone or whatever it was Mm. and you didn't like it, it didn't matter because in a couple of minutes you'd be out of it and you'd, you'd be in a different zone. And that was fine. So they kind of they hedged their bets by making all these different levels that you could play through. That's why I think I quite like to see it. So a similar kind of thing, maybe not changing level, but a short burst of you running through corridors and doing the shooting and whatever else mm. it is you're doing. And then you get to a safe room. And yeah. you slam the airlock door and it shuts and then you get a breather, restart your weaponry, and then you, you smack the, the next airlock and it opens and off you run. And that will kind of get the same experience. Another thing that I quite like to see going back to is like in Quake and, and Doom, you shot doors to open them, yeah. which is just ridiculous. <laughs> but obviously yeah. nobody worked out, oh, let's push E to open the door or something like that. Go back to that. There's nothing wrong with that. I would love it if you were just legging it along in a game like Doom, like a brand new game, the, the latest, like Doom 4, you're running along. You want to keep moving. There's all these monsters coming after you. So the, your dude just shoots the panel next to the door, which smashes the panel, the door opens, and you keep moving. It makes sense in that context, and it would be true to the original game as well. I think yeah. it would be quite nice for that reason. I think that that would be quite a nice, fun 
little touch. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe picking up different coloured keys. And all it needs to be is key cards. Because in, again, I can't remember if it's Doom 1 or Doom 2, but you pick up the blue key, the red key, yeah. the green key, whatever. And all, all it's got to be is there's a dead person with a little key card, and you pick up, and that's the green key card. And again, yeah. it just harks back to the original game. It keeps everything nice and quick, and off you, you keep going. And that's one of the things that I found with Doom 3, is that they made it too convoluted. So you got like a PDA, and you then had to go around and collect security clearance cards yeah, from, other mem- from other uh, crew members that you don't died. Need that. What I n- never really realised about Doom is ha- it's actually a bit of a puzzler as well. Maybe for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's... You have to do things in a certain order to be able to, and I ju- I thought that felt to me like it had a bit of a puzzle element. Yeah, to yeah. It. it puts a bit of stress on you because you can't just leg it all the way through somewhere. Yeah, you've got to do certain things in a certain order and maybe run past bits that you've already done. And there's more monsters there now, or whatever yeah. it is. And as you get into the later levels as well, it just gets balls to the wall ridiculous because mm. they didn't really understand how they could make the game any harder, so they just put more monsters in. Yeah, and bigger monsters, but that's fine because that's what you want in a game like that. I am genuinely thinking Bulletstorm. I mean, it's difficult because I really, really liked Bulletstorm. I think it was a really good game. Mm, I did, uh, and that really surprised me because I didn't particularly like Gears of War when I played it. But then I played, I played the Bulletstorm beta, I think it was, yeah. and then I went on and played Bulletstorm. I'm not even sure why I played it because it it didn't look like your kind the of thing. sort of game that I would play, but. Uh, yeah, and I just absolutely loved it. It was a chest-high cover shooter that didn't take itself too seriously, yeah. which is one of the major issues that I had with um, with Gears of War. Yeah, and Doom 3. Doom 3 suffers from exactly the same problem. Mm. It, it took its, ended up taking itself far too seriously. It lost, and not, not that the original Doom games have got much charm, per se, but no. they, they had something. They had something that made people want to play them, and, and Doom 3 just didn't have that. They decided to try and change the formula of the game into something that I don't think it should have been. Yeah. But yeah, I'd love to see The Rock in the uh, in Doom 4. That'd be fine by me. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd be, I have no problem with that. Until I played Doom 1, that was my kind of high point of uh, the Doom franchise. Oh, the Doom, what, that movie? Yeah, the Doom film. Everybody hates that film. I quite like it. I love it. I think it's excellent. I don't really it's like the, it. I the don't first even know person scene. Yeah, that's brilliant. It just makes you smile, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, look, we've been talking about... I love the fact that we started talking about reasonably new games and then we've gone back to Doom 1. We spent <laughs> ages talking about that. Okay, we do need to move on. Um, another game that you've been playing this week. Last one, then we'll move on to uh, what we've seen. I've got two. I won't okay. spend too long play, uh, talking about one of them. So I played Lego Jurassic Park. Um... Lego Jurassic Park or Lego Jurassic World? Uh, Jurassic World, rather. Yeah. I don't know why they went with Jurassic World. I think it's just to cash in on the release of the new film. Because well, actually, clearly. M- most of it is the first three films. And then oh, you've got the, la- the last chapter, which is the last film. Oh, okay. So, which is the format that the Lego games take. They base it on the four different... Uh, They're completely out of touch with Lego games. So... It's a Lego game. You get to play as dinosaurs. Oh, you play as dinosaurs? Yeah, you can play as dinosaurs in part of it. Um, you get to play as Velociraptors or Triceratops or whatever the other fucking Cephalopodlum. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, do you get to go in the dinosaurs. cool glass ball thing? Yes, you do get to go in the no. gyrosphere. I'm cool with that, but it's only a one person, which makes sense. So you're you're cruising about in that. Again, it, it's a good game. It's a good solid game, but it's just another Lego game. Yeah, this is my. This is why I've stopped. 
This is why I stopped with them. The problem is there's only so much you can do, and unfortunately they just seem to be keeping exactly the same formula. Yeah. Because they're obviously they're still using the same game engine, they're still using the same basic principles. There's a load of random shit on the floor, and you run up the push button, and you build something, and you have no mm. control over what it is you're building. And and no, and it's a game made for kids, so there's only got there's, there can only be so much that you can do. I mean, if they really tried to cater for our age group, then it would kill their main age focus, which is kids. Yeah. So we can't complain too much about that kind of stuff. But when a franchise starts to get this formulaic, when it starts to get this carbon copy but with a different franchise or skin on it. It gets a bit boring. I must. The Lego Super Heroes ones, they're a bit different. They look a bit nicer. They look like they've got something slightly different going for them. But the rest of it, I just I can't be bothered. I played the Star Wars ones. I really enjoyed those. And then I played the Indiana Jones one, and I thought that was rubbish. And those are really old. I played Batman, and, and I was just... These are all just the same with different characters. I was just... Why just bring out one Lego game and then bring extra characters for it? I mean, it could easily be Disney Infinity. They could yeah. just bring out DLC for it with different characters and different levels. Which is a f- could potentially be what uh, LEGO Dimensions is going to be. Yeah, so. probably is. Either LEGO Dimensions or LEGO Worlds or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the major issue that I had with it is the audio. Okay, that's a weird thing to have a problem with. I don't know if you have seen or heard anywhere about this. I read the review that Mike posted on uh, the Palace of Wisdom okay. uh, for this a couple nice, of weeks nice ago. Nice That's good. And he he made a comment about the audio, um, about it being a, a bit of a con towards the game. Not a con as in, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, ba- a bad point. Yeah. So I thought, it can't be that bad, surely. Oh, yeah, it is that bad. The game audio dialogue is ripped directly from the films. What? Yeah. I thought that Lego people talked in, like, babble speak. No, no, no. In the newer game, or in the earlier games, they didn't talk at all. In the newer games, um, they're voice acted. So okay. I think the first one was Lego Batman 2. But surely if they've lifted speech from the movies, have they lifted the, aud- the like speech track? Or has it got all the background audio? And stuff no, they've lifted well? the audio track. The, so whole, the when, whole stream? The whole yeah. thing? So okay, when, so it's got all the background audio and everything else in it too. So for instance, when they're in the helicopter in yeah. Jurassic Park 1, yeah, that sounds like shit. Well, that's just a bit of a... They could have just got somebody to react it, couldn't they? Yeah. Nobody they would have known. Vo- they could have got voice actors or impersonators. You hear us, Lego? That's cheap. But they did it for all four sections. So the first film or first game, I could kind of understand because obviously uh, Richard Attenborough is no longer with us. Yep. So, But they could have got somebody else. I mean, it's not difficult. Having a major case of the deadsies um, yeah. does kind of put a downer on your voice acting career. Yeah, a little bit. Then, but pretty much everyone else, I think, is still alive. Maybe the kids from the first film yeah, have I don't, an issue. I would argue that their careers might not be, but I think in the main, they're still alive. Yeah. But then the later, so the Jurassic World segment, again, the audio is lifted directly from the film, and you still get the horrible background noise. So rather than just getting the actors from the actual film to just yeah. record sections for the game, they just lifted I, it directly from the film. I think they may have recorded additional sound bites, but um, it's really noticeable when they repeat the same phrase over and over again, and it's almost ex- it's exactly the same, uh. where they've just copied and pasted the same audio. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Well, that's a bit so, of a weird thing for them to do. So not only is it a carbon copy game, but it is literally a carbon copy game. Yeah. The audio sure. is, or the dialogue is rather. I think audio is. I think we did it. We did a um, episode many, many long times ago where we spoke about the importance of audio in games, 
And mm. it's something that people kind of underestimate an awful lot. But e- even if it's down to just the sound effects or the background music or the, or the dialogue and all the rest kind of stuff, it's really important. It's, it is as important as the, the actual gameplay itself. Mm. Not, not putting voices in there is a choice. And that's fine, providing you're backing it up with something else that's going on. But putting poor voices in seems like a bad idea. Clearly it is a bad idea. I personally would have preferred it if they'd have gone back to leaving out dialogue altogether. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. It, it just... It kind of spoilt the game a little bit for me. Yeah. So... Cheap. Yeah. Cop out. Poor show. All right, never mind. Well, to be Lo- honest, it's if I wasn't really inclined to play any LEGO games anyway. And now I'm no. even less inclined to play LEGO games. But hopefully <laughs> they'll, they'll learn their lesson. They haven't done presumably this for any of the other games, like the Avengers game or or anything else uh, like that. No, I don't think so. I think the only I think they just used voice actors for the Avengers, right. uh, or the Lego Marvel superheroes. See, game. that's fine. Use different Apart people from the guy that played uh, Agent Coulson. Okay, he was actually in it, was he? Yeah, was he? I like that. But I'm pretty sure that's because he is in anything uh, Avengers related. So and anything that in... they pay him to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much because <laughs> yeah. he's in. Uh, Agents of Marvel Shield. Agents of Shield. Every um, every movie apart from the latest Marvel ones. Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is that everything you played? I have played Dick All this week, or Dick All Interesting, and you just played tons. There is one. Holy crap <laughs> in a basket. One last game. Go on then. I noticed that I had a couple of couple of quid left on my um, my Xbox account, so I thought, I'm going to try some random indie games on the Xbox Live Arcade. So these are completely unregulated. Most of them are Minecraft clones. And I saw one, and it was in the, the one of the top rated or most downloaded, and it was called Apoc Z. Apoc Z. Yeah. So A P O C Z. Okay. Capital Z. Looked deceptively or suspiciously rather like the Day Z font. Okay. Make of that what you will. Yep. This is a very dumb but entertaining, horribly coded. <laughs> uh, Daisy clone. Okay, I don't know why people keep doing this because th- there's been a few of these. There's been a few Daisy clones, mm-hmm. and the major problem that a lot of them seem to be missing is that Daisy's a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> this is something. This is something that obviously I don't think that they've actually played it. I think maybe they've seen screenshots and possibly seen the guy that makes the game talking about the game. Yeah, uh, but. I don't actually think they played it because I desperately, desperately want to like Daisy. I would yeah. absolutely love to like that game, and I can't. It is impossible to like that game because it's in a perpetual state of unfinishedness. And loads of people go, "Oh, it's just a mod." Oh, he's been working on this game since I was three. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking surely you could get something right by now, Jesus. But it's just, it's a poor game, and people keep copying it, and then people wonder why the games that they make are bad. <laughs> It's the source material with bad. You yeah. know, if you're going to photocopy shit, you're just going to get a bad picture of shit. <laughs> That's a horrible, <laughs> horrible graphic. Yeah. And, and then your idea guy's going to set you on fire. Yeah. Okay. But Epoxy is, you know, you were saying about Doom where you don't need to worry about cover. Uh-huh. Epoxy is almost exactly the same as that. You can just run backwards with your axe hacking at these zombies because it's only a one hit kill Okay. for these zombies. And they just fall over in front of you, <laughs> but they all run towards you in an orderly line. You see, I played, I think I talk about this, talked about this a while ago, but I played uh, one which I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called War Z? No. Yeah. Something, anyway. And they renamed it to um, Survivor, Survivor Stories or yeah. something like that. And it was crap. I mean, it was crap. But I, I played this 
and you say about like one hit kill. I I got a hammer, and I've been playing this game for about twenty minutes. I was just like, "Fuck me, a hammer! This is amazing!" And I was just like, "Right, fucking zombie!" Because this zombie's been chasing me for ages. So I stepped out, and I just wailed on this zombie. <laughs> I count. After a while, I started counting. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. I'm seeing the amount of hits. It took me 38 hits to down something with a hammer, right? I don't know what the fuck this hammer was made out of. I presumably it was some kind of Timmy Mallet affair. So I was just smacking the thing with like this foam hammer that I would I, somebody had left in a house. It was it was crap. I'm okay with zombies dying from one hit. If you hit a zombie in the head, it is supposed to die. That's nah, this point. was just wherever you fucking hit it. Oh, see if you hit if you hit a zombie in the left ball sack, they're not supposed to care. Yeah, and they clearly didn't put any or much time or effort into the number of character models. Okay. Because you can play as two different characters. Right. A black guy and a white guy. Uh-huh. A choice of three different coloured shirts, and you can have a choice of three different coloured trousers, um, and there are about four different zombie models. Great. And that's it. How much was this game? 69p. <laughs> we can't argue too much, can you? No, I played it for... I probably played it for about half an hour, and I thought, do you know what? Fuck it, for 69p, that's alright. <laughs> I'm okay, for 69 pence. What I'm alright with get? that. You can't even get a bloody Mars bar for 69p anymore, and that no. doesn't last 30 minutes, so. And that's the thing, and most mobile games are more than 69p nowadays, yeah. so. Games are a weird thing, aren't they? Because yeah. if you think about it like that, right, a, a Mars bar in most places now is like 70 something pence, right? And that, you, you inhale that in like 15 seconds. So if you pay 69p for a game and you get 30 minutes out of it, actually, you've not done that bad. I'm pretty sure that the developer's just shit the bed as well when he's gone, holy fuck, someone's bought this? <laughs> You're the only guy what? No. <laughs> who buys this crap. There seems to be quite a sort of medium-sized community out there because there are a number of epoxy Twitter accounts for people who want to play and a number of community websites for the game. So I'm probably going to go back and play it for a little bit more, or play a little bit more of it, and see see how I get on, and do a bit more exploring. Because it, it looks and feels a lot like um, Daisy. It's just not as convoluted and bullshit. <laughs> it strips all the bullshit out of Daisy, and what you're left with is poorly skinned zombies and three guns. That is yeah. basically Daisy. If you strip all of the bollocks out of Daisy, that's all you're left with anyway. Yeah, but it has got like blood, so you have a blood counter, which is effectively your health bar. Yeah, and then you've got food and water, um, and that's all all the counters. It's all right so. for sixty nine p. I've not got a problem with that. We've got to move on now anyway because we spoke about absolutely tons that you've played this yeah. week. Yeah, 
but so we've got a few things that we've seen this week. We're not going to do much else because there's no point in doing a game because I can't win because there's nobody to play against. Uh, and Lewis can't win because there's no point playing against me because I'll just win. So instead, we're just going to talk about that. Never going to happen, is it? We're just going to talk about the stuff that we've seen this week, uh, which is actually quite a lot. Um, yeah. And then we're going to bugger off. So we're going to try and keep it as short and sweet as we can, but we're going to leave you with a mini ad break, which is probably just going to be a quick noise that's come out of a really old computer game. And then we'll be back in a moment. So see you, see you in one second. <laughs> Okay, we're back, and after talking about stuff that Lewis has played this week, now we're going to talk about stuff that Lewis has seen on the internet this week. This is a very Lewis-centric podcast. That's because I don't say a massive amount during the other episodes. Oh, have you been saving it up? Yeah. Is this two and a half years worth of you not talking? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, excellent. And failing miserably at hosting. Oh, that's not true. Oh, Lewis. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm happy to admit that. that. Well, I'm I'm glad that I could take over the mantle in there and continue to film this bit of hosting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about some stuff that we've seen this week. Um, the first thing that I've seen this week uh, is that um, for s- somehow, I'm not really 100% sure how this happened, but they've accidentally released The Witcher 3's DLC. So, I don't... Going. When I, well, when I first saw this, I thought that somebody had leaked it. I thought that somebody had, like... Right hacked them and stole it and downloaded it but it turns out it's appeared on the xbox store on the xbox marketplace yeah which which means that that isn't somebody hacking them and leaking it or releasing it that's just them being dumbasses and pushing the go button too soon (laughs) (laughs) isn't it so then so then markin momot which is i I assume that's his name but I, i can't say that with a straight face he then went on one of the developers he then went on twitter and said the dlc became available prematurely via xbox live it wasn't ready. We advise against using it until it releases officially. Which, <laughs> which is why great. is it even? Why is it even on the marketplace, or even ready to be anywhere near I have the not, marketplace? Presumably they pre-stage it. I mean, it must be ready or in a very close, you know, because I would imagine yeah. that they release it to beta testers, don't they? So they must be using the marketplace to release it to beta testers, but somebody's yeah. obviously just squirted the load early and put it up on this actual download. But I, I love the, we advise against using it until it releases officially, which smacks of, we advise against using it for, until it releases officially, because it's really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Don't, like, please don't play it. Just be cool. Yeah, just be cool. I don't know why they don't want people to play it until it releases officially. Presumably there could still be bugs in there, and they don't want it to receive bad reviews. Um, for bugs that should potentially be ironed out by the time the thing actually comes out. Yeah, but uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But it's just such a weird, like... And I love that they've done it on Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, because everybody uses Twitter and everybody follows that dude. So it's just... You would have thought that they just put a message in. Like, if you go to play it, it comes up saying, we apologise, but you've downloaded this prematurely. We were dickheads, so we're going to let you play it, but bear in mind it's not finished. So if you get any bugs tough bananas that's all they've got to say so alternatively they can just patch it back out of the game i'd be kind of you'd be pretty pissed though if you paid for it and got it and started playing it and then they patched it out of the game and i bet you that'll play havoc with people save games and stuff as well oh yeah i suppose because if you picked up new items that came in the dlc and then they pulled the dlc and you still had those items on your character but and without game, the DLC. Then your game broke and yeah. your save corrupted. Yeah, oh man, yeah. I wouldn't lol. Are people get no, there's no lols. There's no lols to be had there. Unless you're not the person that has the game, in which case there's, there's quite a few. I don't own The Witcher, so no, I would lol my arse off. I watched, I watched Dave playing it on Twitch. 
Um, that's the closest I've ever really come to watching somebody play a game on Twitch. In fact, by, by closest, I actually did it, but I don't get yeah. the I don't get the appeal of Twitch really at all. No. I know other people do, but that's fine. Okay, right. What's the what's something else that you've seen this week? Now, I don't particularly like the guy. Okay, I think he's a bit of a dickhead. We still talking about Dave? No, <laughs> not now. But we are talking about content makers, okay. producers, content producers. That's the word. So PewDiePie, uh huh, or Felix. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't pronounce is. that. Yelberg. That, that'll do. Last year, he earned four and a half million pounds. Yep. Or seven million dollars. Now, what? What? <laughs> How? The thing is, I don't. Not all of that is from ad revenue from Twitter. I know. Uh, from Twitter, sorry, from from YouTube. A lot of these people are quite smart. A lot of these people kind of pick up quite quickly that they're a, a limited commodity. And there's, I'm sure he's got plenty of time ahead of him. You know, he's probably got a few mm. years, but he'll he'll taper off. This thing, this happens. The the yeah. kind of niche that he's managed to set himself will become less appealing, and people will kind of drift away and do something else. And then you either end up being one of those YouTubers that desperately tries to change your format in order to retain your viewership. Or you kind of go, okay, I've had my day. I'll keep putting videos up and just accept the fact that instead of 450 million views, I've got 10 million views, which, let's face it, is still fucking great. And mm. I'll do something else with all these packets of money that I've got. And a lot of these guys have invested it, or they've gone off to start companies, or they've started a, uh, a kind of group of other content producers that they mm. then sponsor and they take a cut of the money that these guys get and, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So it makes sense. I don't particularly like the guy, but what I don't... what The thing is, I don't like the, his persona. It's not that I don't like him. No. I don't like the persona that he puts on. And I find this with a lot of YouTubers, that I'm sure the people are actually you know, perfectly fine. And I do find his videos amusing, but I don't like the, perso- the personas that they put on in order to become famous. I've said this before as well. I saw, I've seen some of his really, really early videos. I think he's removed a lot of them now. But if you look at the really early videos, he's nothing like he is now. He just talks perfectly normally. Um, mm. But obviously it wasn't working for him, so he tried something different and he got a load of views. So love him or hate him, he's obviously making a ton of money. And to be fair, if anybody ever really wanted to give him shit, all he's got to do is point at his bank balance and go, don't care. Uh, and uh, just reading a little bit more of this article, he actually says, um, I make more than I need from YouTube, but I still spend far more money on charities than anything I've ever spent on myself, which I'm proud to say at least. Yeah, a so lot of these at guys at least he's do not that. a dickhead about it. No, that's fine. A lot of these guys do that. And I've seen, I have seen interviews with him as well. And mm. the funny thing is, I can't, I can't remember what it was with now, but they did an interview with him and, and he was just talking like himself. And the interviewer remarked, this isn't what I expected to get at all. You know, I was expected to get, to, expecting to get this kind of off-the-wall persona that you are in your videos. So he switched. He just completely switches to this kind of alter ego that he has, that he, that he has mm. in his videos. And it's, it's a completely different person. Yeah. And he's, he is a funny guy, but it's just, I can see why, I mean, he is Marmite. The, the way that yeah. he produces his videos is Marmite. So it's, it's weird to see, and to be honest, if you were making that much money out of it and you were obviously getting viewers, you stick with it. You, there's going to be people that hate you, but obviously there's enough people that like him to counterbalance that. And I think he's actually a really, really clever guy as well. I watched uh, a TED talk Oh yeah, yeah. that he, he did on content production and video production um, and how he went from being this no- like nothing with no views and uh, to this massive kind of youtube sensation yeah and he talks about it very candidly and and how proud and privileged he is to be in the position that he's in yeah so he whilst felix is a really good it seems like a really nice and down-to-earth guy pewdiepie can fucking suck my dick <laughs> he can get the fuck in the sea the um the thing that i liken this to nowadays 
is uh, Joffrey from um, uh, from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones because the guy's the, the guy was is is a dick. Joffrey is a dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. the actor that plays him, nice guy, but he got death threats. He got death threats. He got people stalking him in the streets. He got stuff thrown at him, and he's quit acting completely now. And it's just. <laughs> I am okay with making with kind of differentiating between the part that the person is playing as mm. as their job and the person that they actually are. Clearly, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that can't make that <laughs> that can't tell the difference between those two things. But I think it's I think it's really interesting that you've got people who are just kind of making videos in their bedroom or living room or whatever that are making this horrendous amount of money. It's ridiculous. I bet you there are celeb there are celebrities out there. I mean, fuck me. You look at something like Celebrity Big Brother and you can't see me, but I'm doing bunny ears for this. <laughs> These guys are like they're not fucking celebrities, and I bet they make dick all compared to this dude. It's quite funny. Anyway, we've got to move on. We can't talk about food by all night. Something else that we've seen. Uh, Oh yeah, there we go. Mac users can't play games. You say that like it's any surprise. Well, no, not really. And I mean, I don't necessarily mean that Mac users are incapable of playing games. Um, You know, although Frank... I beg to differ. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) frankly, on a lot of occasions, I'm amazed they're to address themselves. But the... um, the, So, what's happened? And I don't know. It's not... I don't know. People buy a Mac for simplicity. You buy a Mac... It comes with the operating system. It's all pre-installed. You push a button, it goes. It's, you know, all simple, kind of. And then when shit goes wrong, you can't do fuck all about it. But So Square Enix has brought out Final Fantasy XIV around Reborn, which is the online version of... The latest online version of the game, which I played for mm-hmm. a little while, but it wasn't that in- involved with. Uh, and they brought it out on Mac. Now, I made a, made a bit of a cock-up. They, they released the, um, the kind of minimum requirements, or the, the game requirements. And I either they just misworded them, or they just basically lied. <laughs> right. But um, I think that they put, like, it will work on this kind of Mac without really specifying, because I think that type of Mac had, like, different levels that you could go to. Yeah. And then a bunch of people with Macs bought the game, and it just doesn't fucking work. So the, the requirements are, like, way off. It's so jerky and stuttery and, and all that mm. bollocks that they just can't play it. Um, so they're, they're, they are blaming the fact that the system requirements aren't high enough, and, and it's their fault for not saying it. But uh, but also it's probably because it's a really bad port. And now they're refunding it from everybody, and I think they're pulling it as well. <laughs> they're just completely <laughs> pulling the entire version of the game. So um, moral of that story is PC Master Race. Let's be honest. Who goes right? I want something that I can play games on. I know. I'll buy a Mac. Do you know what I would? I've always said this. I've probably said it on the podcast before. Do you know what I'd rather have than a Mac? Chlamydia. <laughs> Three PCs. Because that's the amount that you can get for the same fucking price. It makes absolutely no sense. You're paying such a massive premium. But, you know, some people like them. Uh, To be fair, I think a lot of people that play games on Macs probably already had them for other things. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people, people who really know their shit will be running, like, WinX or whatever the the latest flavor of that is and and all Mm. the rest of it. And besides, you can boot camp on Macs. So you yeah. can switch out to Windows anyway to play games. So, you know, a load of people say, oh, why should I have to switch out to Windows to play my games? Because you bought a Mac. And also, the, the alternative is playing on console. You're going to have to switch to a console to play the game anyway. So where's the difference between that and rebooting into a different operating system? Uh, I don't know. Similarly, if you're, if you're going to boot camp it, you then end up with a relatively medium spec. PC. Windows PC. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I don't get Max. I mean, that's something for another day. Because <laughs> yeah. there will be quite a lot of our listeners that do like them. So I'm going to be alienating people. But let's face it, it's not something I've never done before. No. But yeah, it's just so they pulled the entire game. So if you were excited about that coming out, so sorry. to be you. Sorry about that. 
and I'm just going to kind of segue straight from that, from a game that uh, that they brought out on uh, on a different console or on a console and it just didn't work properly, to another game. So this is Watch Dogs. Now, this is old news, <laughs> but for some reason this has become new news, and I'm not really sure how that happened. But effectively, the kind of the bullet point to this story is Watch Dogs looks bad and they now feel bad. So Watch Dogs, as a lot of people will know, when they very first premiered it at E3, looked incredible. It looked like... They did a Witcher 3. I mean, the Witcher 3 did exactly the same thing. Um, they yeah. showcased a section of the game. Uh, they said, this is all gameplay footage, and it looked really nice, uh, and it looked good. You know, everybody was really excited about the cool things that you could do in the game. Um, and then when the game came out, it looked and played like dick. Actually, do you know what? It didn't look that bad, but no. it uh, it certainly didn't look as good as they, as they premiered at E3. It did play like dick. It, this is one of my biggest disappointment games of all time, I think. Because I was actually fairly excited about this game, and I'm not that massively bothered about it. I mean, my fucking PC can't play anything on massive, maximum graphics anyway, so I wouldn't bloody notice. But it was all repetitive, it didn't make any sense, and it was a poor man's GTA. There you go, that's a review of that game. But now, effectively, what they've done is they've said, um, So, Watch Dogs, right? That was a bit of a fuck up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. that was we don't goof, guys. We don't goof. Uh, so, what we're going to do is we're going to change our internal policy so that. That won't happen again. So when we show you a game, it's actually going to look like the game will probably look like. Mm. And it's just like, well, hang on a minute. Which E3 was this? E3 2014? <laughs> Why has it taken them a year? <laughs> well, it originally debuted at E3 2012. Did it really? Was it 2012 yeah. that it came out and it looked really, really good? And well, then... that's when it debuted. I right, don't know right, okay. Because we played... we. Sorry, we didn't get to play it at EGX 2013 because they weren't close to releasing No, it. no. And they obviously realised, you know, it's kind of dick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. So, effectively, what they've said is, we do kind of apologise. They're not apologising for the game. I think that's an important thing to point out. They're not, but they're not saying, oh, sorry about Watch Dogs. <laughs> don't know what we were thinking. They, uh, they're, they're basically saying, look, we're, we're going to like take pains now to make sure that we don't showcase a game that is not actually the way that it's going to look in the finished article. But I think that's a really good idea. And we spoke about this when we talked about Fallout 4, but downplay it. You know, yeah. to put the graphics on low. <laughs> then nobody's going to... Oh, there's only one way to go, and that's up from there. People are only ever going to be, you know, pleasantly surprised. Underpromise and overdeliver. That's exactly what you want to do. And they overpromised and fucking massively underdelivered under on their on Watch yep. Um So that's that story, and that's pretty much all I want to say about it. Have you got anything else that you've seen this week? Yeah, because it's apparent... 2000 and whenever it was when Minecraft was still enormous and people... I think that's yesterday. Yesterday Minecraft was still enormous. And in fact today, today Minecraft is... is How many people do you know that still play Minecraft on a daily basis? Over the age of 10? Not many. Yeah. But that's because we all jumped on it really early. And Minecraft is Minecraft. There's only... I mean, there's mm. a lot of people. I, I still know people on Twitter that still play it and still enjoy it. I, it got very repetitive for me, and I've turned to mods, and I played the mods, and those are really enjoyable, but after a while, the mods get kind of a bit boring as well, because you've done it all a billion times, and then you just kind of go, okay, I've managed to sink 1,500 hours into this game. I'm happy with that. Let's move on. And that was my experience with Minecraft. I know there's a lot of people still playing it, but it is still relevant, and due to the weird gog laws that Microsoft are making at the moment, it's getting even more magically relevant, I think. Well, speaking of Microsoft, they announced uh, yesterday that that you'll be able to play Minecraft Windows 10 Edition. Okay. I don't know what that is. I think it's just basically a, a version of Minecraft that you can download straight from the app store. Um, the Windows app store. Yeah, it'll be... i tell you what it'll be. It will be coded. This is what Microsoft want to do now for everything. 
So the yeah. Metro, and they don't like to call it Metro because that's got some terrible, modern. yeah, ter- terrible connotations with it. But it's a modern app. So Microsoft yeah. wants this to happen now because modern apps will run on Windows, on a PC, on a tablet, on a phone, and yeah. on uh, and on your Xbox. So if they make stuff into modern apps, then they can they can sell it everywhere. <laughs> you can buy it wherever, and you can play on it. And I think that's what they're trying to do. But there's also this other thing, which is the Telltale collaboration that they're doing at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your opinion on that? Well, just before we move on to the the that, okay. Before I reduce to tears. So I'm just reading up on this actually. So the Windows 10 edition is separate to the existing PC build and will offer online and local multiplayer with anyone playing on Minecraft Pocket Edition. That's the version available for iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. Yeah. So it is effectively Minecraft Pocket Edition, but on the PC. Yeah. Now I I quite like the sound of that. So you yeah. can basically be sat playing Minecraft. All right, it's going to be a cut down version because it's the Windows edition or the Pocket Edition rather. But you can play with people that are playing on iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. Do you know what? Stop me if they've already done this. But Microsoft have got an avenue that they can go down here. So they're now making a version of the game that works across multiple platforms. Yep. Yeah. All they have to do is integrate that somehow with OneDrive, so that you. Play the game on whatever the fuck it is you're playing it on, and when and you, you the game saves in the background, but it saves to your cloud account, it saves to OneDrive. Yeah, yeah. That way you switch to your Xbox and you've still got your same world. You switch to your phone, you've still got your same world. You go to your PC, whatever. You are constantly playing in the same world. You don't have to fuck around setting up a server. You don't have to mess around doing any of that stuff. It just kind of cloud synchronizes your save game so that whenever you load the game up, you're playing in the same world that you were. Do they do that already? I don't think that's something that they do do. I think the most that you can do is transfer your game worlds across from 360 to Xbox One, but that's about it. Yeah, so if they did that, so... they integrate it with OneDrive, do that, that makes perfect sense. That way, wherever you go, you're always playing in the same world. So, yeah. there you go, job done. So it would be potentially a persistent world. Yeah. Anyway, have, moving You can on. have that, Microsoft. All right, so what's the other thing they're doing? Speaking of disappointing, <laughs> so... I was kind of looking forward to this because I thought it was an interesting premise and then I watched the trailer for it yeah. and it's utterly fucking disappointing. It just looks like dick. Minecraft story mode. Yeah. It looks like... I don't know how they fucking managed it, but it looks like a Minecraft clone. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's actually Minecraft. Well, it's, it's not Minecraft and it won't be running in the shitty Java engine or whatever the crap it is that they made Minecraft in originally. But this is a, no. this is a telltale game. Now, specifically, I can't find anywhere that says that it's a disappointing click adventure game. Can you? I, I don't know how this game is going to play. No. I can, I, can look, I can find zero information. Now, this is, in fact, if this is basically Minecraft and you get to certain areas and you are tasked with building something for a purpose. I mean, fuck, it's, mm. I tell you what, if telltale made the Walking Dead Minecraft edition, where you play through the story mode and then you get to like a farm or something and you have to use Minecraft style building to fortify the farm because there's a load of walkers coming. I play the shit out of that. I play that. (laughs) That's no problem. But a story mode in Minecraft is not something that I ever thought that it needed. That was the whole point of Minecraft, is you made your own story. Yeah, it's an open, craft sam- it's an open world sandbox adventure. The, the thing yeah. with, the, with Minecraft is, if they just expanded Minecraft and put quests into Minecraft, if they turned it into an RPG and they put some characters and people in there that could give you kind of open worldy quests, then mm. fine, I'd be okay with that. But I just, I never thought that it needed a story mode. And the other thing is, if you watch the trailer, it has got possibly the most unlikable cast of people I have ever seen in a in an advanced trailer. I can't imagine myself wanting to play as these people. No, I'm just... Look, they've got some pretty big names in it, though. 
So they've got Patton Oswalt. No, no is, idea who that is. Uh, he's an American comedian and just kind of king of the nerds. Okay. Then you've got people like who else? Ashley Johnson. Corey Fel- oh, okay. Corey Feldman. A Corey Feldman from the Goonies. From the Goonies. Really? Billy West from Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Um, and then there's some other names that I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Any but, okay. And then, like, I'm reading an article at the minute that he's, like, telling you about all these amazing adventures that these people are going to have, and, and I just I, I just can't care. I don't care. No. <laughs> I, can't find myself, I can't find it in me to care. And, the, and the, we say we do say this sometimes about games, and people are going to love it. People are absolutely going to love it. And I, you know what? I've been wrong so many times about games that I'm not even going to try anymore. But it, this looks crud. And it might just yeah. be that it's got a crud trailer, but it just it's not something that they needed to do. But then at the same time, and do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put this out there as well. I watched a Microsoft HoloLens announcement where they did the uh, the whole Minecraft kind of you standing outside being a weird kind of dungeon master and you can move the world around and lift it up and down. And Where's the fucking point? Why? Why? Un- do you know what? I've never thought to myself, and it, the entire thousands of hours I put into Minecraft, I've never thought to myself, shit me, I wish I could project this onto a table. <laughs> never. Do you know what? It's not something I ever thought to do. And it's just like the guy's just going, oh, look, if I lift this world up, I can see there's a dungeon underneath you. Well, thanks for that, you dick. Shut up. Half the point is the excitement of discovering cool things that are underneath you and digging around the world. If some fucking dickhead can just lift the whole world up and put you in the right direction, where's the point? If I want to fall into a pit of lava and lose all my gear multiple times because I want to go and get my gear back, that's exactly what I'll fucking do. Just let me do it. Do you know what? If they really want to make a game, a Minecraft game that is going to fucking sell and they want to integrate the HoloLens, here's what they do. Right? And Microsoft, if you're listening, which you're not, you can fucking have this, yeah? Make a Minecraft game in which the world is just Minecraft, but one player has a HoloLens and a weird table, and they're the Dungeon Master. And they place the monsters, and they can like launch lightning bolts or whatever the hell it is they want to do, and they basically have to attack you. And you have to build fortifications. So there's an area of the map where the Dungeon Master is allowed to do stuff, but the area that you're in that you're trying to fortify, he's not allowed to touch. Done. There you go. So you can build your stuff in Minecraft. You can fortify. The Dungeon Master guy is putting monsters down to try and attack you in like a kind of uh, Starship Troopers style way. And you're using Minecraft building and stuff to, to build fortifications and weapons and everything. There you go. I could get on board with that. Have so that. So like a Minecraft D&D. Yeah, exactly. Have that, Microsoft. Just That's that's all you needed to make. Microsoft's purchase of Mojang so far has been massively underwhelming. I think they're being cautious with it though because they can't make too many changes because they've already got such a fan base there yeah yeah so you've got all the owners who who bought the game on day one who still have their original copy so if microsoft then go yeah we're gonna make all these massive fucking changes yeah i get that people are gonna go well yeah okay we're gonna stop playing (laughs) i get that all they need to do is recode the pc version so it's not dick and it doesn't run in java and unify it so that if people make mods uh, the mods across all platforms yeah that's all you gotta do and then and yeah. then if you really want to do your HoloLens weird thing just fucking do what, what we just said um, okay anything else we've seen this week only a little bit I don't really understand it but it seems like it might be worth a mention okay so the BBC is releasing the BBC micro bit which is basically from what I can tell the BBC Micro PC from the 1980s. Okay. 
and they are releasing it as uh well they're giving it away to every year seven child in the uk for free wow they've manufactured i think they've about two million models uh, sorry two min- million units uh, to give away so you can code on it uh, you can do all sorts of other weird and wonderful shit I don't know I didn't get I can't get into that. you know I don't I don't get the point this is my only thing right that's fine that's all well and good and all the rest of it I don't know how much fucking R&D they've spent on this bloody thing but it's the BBC Micro great yeah nostalgia flashback terrific you can do things well, with it you can code with it but the fucking Raspberry Pi already exists and it can yeah. run full-blown Linux or whatever, the, or Windows 10 or whatever the fuck you want to put on it. Give them that. Just give I them think that. It's, I think it's just a case of trying to get kids into coding and into programming and into development. And, By giving them a throwback and, version of a machine that came out 30 years ago. Well, the thing is, is it, it's not got the BBC Micro software on it, so I think you have to program it and shit yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's so, the board, it's the whatever they call it, PC, yeah, PCB it, or whatever it is. Yeah, so, I don't know, I think it's kind of a good a step in the right direction. I think you kill some, it's, 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 not, it's a nice idea that they're going to treat, that they're going to kind of show kids how to do things. I'd love to see this for gaming, because the big, yeah. big problem with games nowadays, with people trying to get into video games, certainly nowadays, is it's, it's such a massive thing, and the basics are lost on people. Don't mm. start trying to make a game where you're killing dragons and fucking having this massive RPG experience. Start by making Pong. And go from go there. Go from there. That's where you need to start. And I think stripping it down to basics and, and kind of giving them a very limited scope is what they're attempting to do. And hopefully hopefully, kind of get a few young people interested in uh, coding and stuff like that. So it's quite yeah. nice. We're not going to talk about that for too long because it's a BBC Micro. So, But as soon as somebody gets Elite running on it, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's me done. And, uh, and the last thing, which again is a non-thing, so we're going to just skirt over it very quickly. You, you said actually this, didn't you? You said Minecraft Windows 10 Edition was announced. Yeah. Is that right? Did you say that it is free to existing PC players? I did not say that. No. So if you already own Minecraft on PC, so if you have like a Mojang.net account, or Minecraft.net account, whatever it is, you will be able to play this. You will just have this. Yeah. And this is again in keeping with Microsoft's kind of attempt to say, we're not going to make you repay for shit that you've already paid for. You buy it on one of our platforms, and you have it on all of our platforms, and that counts even if you brought a previous generation of the game, because we're just like that. And again, I've said this on a couple of previous podcasts, but I really quite like the direction that Microsoft's going in at the moment. They might do a complete about-face, and there's obviously, it's all money-centric, but it's doing us a lot of good, and I don't want to have to, I certainly wouldn't want to have to pay, I've already bought Minecraft on the PC, I've already bought Minecraft Pocket Edition, I wouldn't have to buy another Minecraft Edition, certainly I wouldn't do it, because I wouldn't want to have to pay for it, because I've already got it, but they want to onboard people onto it, they want to get people playing it, and they obviously know that the best way to do that is just let them have it. Yeah, exactly. Have some of that in your face and play some of that. Right, is that everything? Yeah, that's everything. That's everything that we've seen this week. Okay, good. So that was that was a reasonably short and sweet podcast. Uh, I'm not even going to bother having a break. Do you know what? I'm just going to go fucking maverick and say bye. Should we do that? Yeah. Okay, let's do let's it. Let's do then. that. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, this has been a very intimate, candle-lit and vaseline uh, episode of Ready Player 2. This has been episode 56, is that right? Uh, yes, it has been. 56 and a bit. I don't know how many lost episodes we've had, but a few. Um, so this has been episode 56. My name is Rich. You can find me on Twitter at Zebwen. Uh, you can find my writing things, because I'm writing some sci-fi no- novels, at Richard-Horsley 
gmail.com. And uh, and that other fella, he's Lewis. Where can where can you find you? Uh, you can find me at Louis underscore Cog. If you're that bothered and you want to see the full version of what I post on Twitter, you can probably find me on Facebook if you're if you're that interested. Is that like the verbose version? Yeah, I pretty much just post the same shit to both. Okay. <laughs> and you can see other people commenting and shouting about it and shit like that. So yeah, so if you want to see people um, telling Lewis off on, in multiple formats, then uh, you can find him on Facebook. Uh, you can. Yeah, there's nowhere else of mention. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay, there we go then. All right, this is this is Ready Player Two. We've been the Lonely Ready Player Two Podders. Thank you very much for listening and sticking with us. Uh, and hopefully, we're going to be back next week or the week after with at least one more podcaster. I don't know who the fuck it's going to be yet. It, it might, might be L. L. It might be L. It could be. It might be Dave. I wouldn't hold your breath. It could be fucking anyone. You might. We might just grab some random dude. So uh, until then, bye. Bye. bye.